good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Two Old Farts Podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Lou. I'm a better looking than Two Old Farts. You're always going to keep saying that, aren't you? It's all in perspective. Is that, what, is that what you believe? That's that right. you're the better looking? Okay. I can believe is that. that your, I'm, I'm older that than you. I can believe that. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are older than me. Uh, and, and perhaps that's something we can talk about during uh, today's episode since sometimes we don't get too personal and, and talk about, you know, the personal things in our lives, which is, I think, what people are connecting to is, you know, this father-son podcast and also because of our ages, you know, you being retired, me getting closer to retirement and all of the fun things that we're doing together. Yeah, that's just like before we came on the air. You're, you're saying you're old. I said, no, you're not old. I'm old. But, it's, yeah. but you're right. It's perspective, right? Correct. From where I'm sitting, I feel old because as I'm getting older, I see my youngest daughter, who's almost out of college now. My oldest daughter is in her mid-30s. You know, the next daughter just turned 30. So... From my perspective, yeah, I'm getting older. You know, within five years, I'll be able to collect Social Security. And then, but from your perspective, you're like, oh man, to be your age again, it's it, it's all about perspective. It is, and you know what? And it doesn't change because when I was your age, I thought the same thing. I I didn't think of my mom and dad as young. I thought of them as I thought of myself as young, but then when I talked to younger people, I thought of myself as being old. This, but it is. It's all in perspective and what we do and how we do things and and how we feel about things. Yeah. So what you and got? I think it's more. So what do I tomorrow? Um, tomorrow morning I've got um, a I guess they call it a CNP examination, compensation and pension examination. Because I'm trying to get my VA diagnosis of emphysema as part of my disabilities. So you would think that that sounds kind of contradictory, and it kind of is. It starts with the burn pits. So for all of the veterans who served in, in the, the Middle East during the second Gulf War, you know, post 9-11, if you were at certain bases in Iraq, in Afghanistan and a few other places in the Middle East during that time, a lot of the places burned their trash, medical waste, uh, just all kinds of things. And it was very toxic. <clears throat> so veterans who were exposed to uh, these burn pits, there's a certain list of presumptive conditions, uh, one of which is emphysema, which I was diagnosed with. So what that means, being presumptive, that's because Congress passed the PACT, P-A-C-T Act. It's an acronym. I can't remember what it stands for. But it's a presumptive condition, which means I don't have to prove service connection. It's already done. So you would think it would be very easy. The VA did a chest exam on me, and they saw that I had emphysema. However, they were able to tell that. So I filed paperwork with the VA to get that added. Well, that kicks off a CMP examination, so I have to go to uh, a third-party doctor's office tomorrow morning through QTC. That's the, the company. 
that schedules all these things to get an examination to be diagnosed <laughs> with what I've already been diagnosed as. So I've just wasted about two minutes trying to explain this to you. And this process has been going on for months just to get to this point. And I just kind of have been reflecting on this the last two weeks, thinking, I mean, the absurdity of all of this work that I'm having to do. And I wonder what it must feel like for the younger generation of veterans who are trying to navigate these things, and even the older generation who don't understand or have the access to the internet to get to the QTC website, to download the forms and all of that. And I'm like, what, what's your take on all this? Well, you know, I don't know. I, I, your, your uncle Bobby, I've been trying to get him to, to file a claim. He's Agent Orange. He's in the Navy just off the coast of today, Vietnam exposed Agent Orange. And I can sympathize how you feel because I felt the same way. You, know, you, you feel pretty good and you, and you see veterans, uh, that are in worse shape than you are, and you feel like you're taking from them. But then on the other hand, like you told me a long time ago, we've earned those those rights. You know? and, and sometimes our personal feelings get in the way of thinking we shouldn't do because somebody else needs to do. Or, you know, and the other part, like you're talking about, it seems like such a hassle that you have to go through. It took me 10 years, and thanks to you and your Uncle Leonard pushing me, because I, I didn't feel like I earned it or deserved it, you know, uh, to go through that process. And I had some good people. I had uh, Mr. O'Shore from the uh, Military Order of Purple Heart, who you sent me to, to help me. And then uh, your Uncle Leonard's friend, uh, who worked for the VA up in in Waco, used to drive up there and go. And, and he helped me actually get started and get my first claims and stuff. But... It is. And I can understand somewhat, I think, from the VA point of view that it's, it's a lot of money. you you got to uh, make sure you spend that money wisely. And unfortunately, we have a few unscrupulous people who try to uh, get claims that they're not entitled to. So I can understand in some respects of the process we have to go through, but it seems like such a burdening process sometimes. And sometimes I feel like that's what the system wants you to do is give up and forget. But we, we can't do that. We have to stand our ground. We got to do, we, we earned those things. Like you told me a long time ago, I went in whole. I was a good boy when I left at, uh, at 18 years old, joined the Air Force. There's nothing wrong with me except wore glasses. Other than that, <laughs> you know, I was in, in good health. But I didn't come out that way, and we served. Uh, and that's why it's so important that we, we have a lot of uh, veterans groups. The DAV is one of them, Disabled American Veterans. And I'm so proud that we are, are members of that organization, and they, they do so much to help. In fact, I just posted a picture today on our DAV uh, and Facebook picture of Adian and Leilata, uh, I can't remember her, I pronounced her name, but from my chapter, who are National Service Officers at the National Convention uh, that we just had at DAV and, and supporting and things like that. Uh, 
the VFW, the American Legion, all these organizations that can help. But we need to go. We need to put aside the personal feelings that we may have that we aren't earned or deserving. But you also got to put aside and understand that there's a system you have to go through. There's a process. If you fight the system, you're going to lose. You need to go in and you need to understand what the system is and how to circumvent that system. Yeah. Yeah. And even for our international audience, uh, just this month, again, we've had more downloads from Canada. Uh, Just this past week, we had a download from um, England. And both of those countries are part of what in the military we call the Five Eyes, which are the five English-speaking countries. And, and they have had troops deployed to Afghanistan. So uh, Canada, UK, if you're listening and you have friends or family who served in the military, make sure that they know to go get themselves checked out if there's anything similar to the Veterans Administration in, in your two countries. You know, they were most likely exposed to burn pits and you may not feel it now, but in 10 or 20 years, it could hit you. Like when I tell people at work that I have emphysema, they're like, really? You don't look like it. You're not walking around with an oxygen tank. You're not gasping for air, but it, it's a progressive disease. It will get worse in time. It's not going to get better. There is no cure. And it was brought on because of my service. And that's really important that people understand where to go to get 38 CFR is the regulation that covers all of the, the, the process to go through for, um, for claims and stuff like that. And people don't understand what caused it is the issue, not how you progressed. As you get older, you're going to get, and there are certain laws or certain things in place in there to protect veterans. So it's like you. I know you smoked for a while and you quit. That has nothing to do with what you're fixing to go through. Nothing whatsoever. What caused it is back in the burn pits and all of those. And that's what people need to remember. It's the issues that caused the the medical conditions that's important, not what happens thereafter, because those have nothing to do. Now, there may be some contributing factors, you know, and things like that. And, and people need to understand, and that's why it's so important that you you uh, get with a veterans organization that who understands this, this system, because there's a lot into those regs and we don't understand. Uh, like I was telling you, Uncle Bobby the other day, you know, he was exposed yeah, he was on the USS Ranger. He was on the uh, flight line of that Ranger every day loading bombs. Uh, and was, uh, he was exposed to that water was filtered back through that ship from those uh, from those waters. So it's important that you understand. And, uh, and I'm going to encourage all people to support these groups. And I'm going to give a shout out to Golden Corral while we're doing this. They are a big supporter of the DAV. Uh, we're coming up in, on um, uh, Veterans Day here on, on the 11th, and that they're a big, big supporter of that. And uh, our chapter, we're going to be doing some uh, donations and uh, fundraisers, activities at the Golden Crowd on uh, Southwest Military Drive. We're going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Uh, 
And it's important that people understand what that money, like, for example, we just donated $30,000. Actually, it's almost about a year and a half ago, we bought a van to use at the Audie Murphy uh, VA Center for veterans and, the, and their families. So in it's the a covered air conditioned and heated van as so in the summertime, they can travel from the park lot into the facility in air condition. In the wintertime, it'll be heated. Uh, and there's a lot of other things we do. We just gave out four $1,000 scholarships to four of our uh, veterans. Uh, their daughters, uh, your, your daughter's one of them. Then we have three other members whose granddaughters are receiving. And, and those scholarships are... So they 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 do an awful lot uh, to help. And quick shout out when you mentioned the scholarships, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, all four of the recipients, the the children that are getting these scholarships are are very high achieving students. Um, yes. Dean's list, uh, 4.0 GPA for some, uh, National Honor Society for some. They are all high achieving uh, students, and they are all pursuing. Um, academic degrees that aren't just for themselves. They are achieved. They are going after degrees that are trying to help others. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, and I think they get that from their parents who have served in that life of service. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, last year's meeting, uh, Raphael, our uh, adjutant, his granddaughter came over and what a wonderful speech thanking uh, the chapter for for that donation because we make it so that they can use that money for whatever they need to use it for. It doesn't go to the schools, to their scholarship. It goes to the to the veterans' uh, dependents, you know, the granddaughter or the daughter or son or grandson, you know, whichever. Yeah, and if they need it to go to their tuition, they can use it for their tuition. If they want to use it for books, if they need it for living expenses, it's – it, it's to benefit them in the manner in which they need. Yep. And one more thing on the Veterans Day is going to be next Saturday. I encourage everybody to understand the difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day. There is a huge difference. Veterans Day is to recognize all those who, veterans who served. Memorial Day is all for those who sacrificed their lives. And, uh, and this couple of others too that uh, the Armed Forces Day that happens in the same month as Memorial Day and then there's another one that recognizes women veterans uh, but a lot of people and I understand that and it doesn't bother me but some veterans get a little upset when they talk to people and they don't understand the difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day because there is a there's a huge difference in those, those two holidays oh, and for people of my generation even a bit younger um it, it bothers them, particularly regarding Memorial Day, is a lot of people just treat it as a kickoff to summertime, time to party, get drunk, woo-woo, you know, instead of that time of reflection of honoring and remembering those who have passed. Absolutely. Those who sacrifice. Uh, and not only, it, it also affects their families. You know, you know, think about all the, the wives and, and husbands or children and grandchildren who don't have that loving person in their family anymore because of, of their sacrifice to give us the right to go do those things on Memorial Day or Veterans Day or whatever it is that we choose to do. 
it's big big difference in those things and I really encourage our veterans to reach out to a to a veterans organization and uh, let us let us help uh, with that and don't be like me don't be so damn hard headed <laughs> uh, you know and, you know speaking of hard headed earlier at the beginning of all that you had said it took you ten years actually dad it took you twenty. It was 20 years after you had retired before you went back. Oh, yeah. But it took, in the process, to it took 10 years to get from from zero to up to 100. And now it took 30 years for that. Yeah. Well, total 30 years for all of it. But I'm talking about in that from the time I applied until the time I got to, to a, you know, from 10 to 20 to 30 to 100. It was in 99, 2000 mm -hmm. when we were at Fort Hood, which was 20 years almost after you had retired. Yeah. You retired in 83. January 1st of 83, officially. Right, so that's 17 years. And I was still getting on to you about going to the VA. Yeah. When are you going to go get checked out? When are you going to go get checked out? Mom hollering, he's got to work. He's got to work. For tomorrow, I'm taking the day off to go and get seen. And that's part of what we were talking about early on is the burden that it takes on the veteran to take that time off from work to go get seen to get the benefit that you've already earned. Fortunately, uh, as a civil servant, they've just recently passed this to where um, if you're a veteran with a, um, uh, a service-connected disability, once you get hired on in that first year, because everybody starts off at a zero balance on annual leave and sick leave, they have veterans' sick leave that you can use at no cost to you. There's 104 hours in that first year from when you're hired on. Get that first year. You can get up to 104 hours for the veteran to go to their VA appointments at no cost to them. Oh, they use that good. leave, and it's specially tagged for uh, veterans, and it doesn't come out of their leave balance while they are accruing that sick leave. And it, it's it's taken a long, long, long time for these things, and they come slowly, they come incrementally, but they do come. So take advantage of these benefits. You fought for them. You've earned it. Use it. Yes, you, you've earned it. And not only do you... Your significant other, your spouse, your wife or your husband, your children, your grandchildren, they deserve it too. Yeah, and like for me, it's, we're coming up on six years in March, so I've got another four years to go before, if something happens to me before your mom and she's still alive, before she get benefits and, and those kind of things. But uh, it's really important that you get this stuff done because – they are entitled to benefits because you know what? They serve right along with us. Uh, when, when I was in Vietnam, <laughs> your mom was home by herself. Well, not by herself. She was with her family. So, but, but we she were, wasn't with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then when, uh, we went to Japan, she went over there. When we went to Georgia, she was there. You know, and those things. When you deployed to Germany, who went with you? Brenda went with you. You know, what she had to do yeah. while you're working. You know, so they sacrificed right along with us. 
And I, I guess that's one of the things that irritates me about the system is we don't give enough credit or we don't uh, have enough, enough benefits, benefits for, for the family. For their families. Yeah. yeah. You know, things are changing, but that's why it's so important that uh, we understand things and, and we make decisions and, and, and we encourage people to support our, our veterans and stuff. That's, that's why I'm a. I love Golden Corral for what they do to help veterans. And I'm going to tell you, if you want a good meal from Golden Corral, go to Southwest Military. Our friend partner, Charles Birch, he runs a super great organization over there in the restaurant. And so many veterans, because we've, we've done the fundraising drive during that week for Thanksgiving, and it's a, a national campaign with DAV. So half of the money that's raised by the veterans organizations that are out front, half goes to that local chapter and the other half goes into the national chapter to help yeah. these. And the and at the national level, those are the ones who are pushing your senators and your Congress people to, to make these laws and to bring these things to light that the American people don't really know about. Just yeah. like the firefighters and first responders after 9-11, they rushed head in and not knowing the, just like a burn pit, I guess, the, the smoke and all of that stuff that was, they were inhaling, like they, they are suffering now they, themselves. And if they pass and there's nothing left, what's left for their family and their children? Yep. And the other thing through their Golden service, Crow. through no fault of their own. Yep. On Golden Crowd on Monday night, the, uh, was that 13th? Anyway, on Monday night, Golden Corral celebrates all of the veterans from five to eight. Any veteran who comes by will get a complimentary meal. Just just the veterans, not their family or spouse or anything, but the veterans themselves will get a free meal at Golden Corral from five to eight on Monday night. Monday the 13th, November 13th. Exactly. This is Even October though, and we just had Friday the 13th. Yeah. Uh, Veterans Day is actually on Saturday the 11th, so Monday the 13th is that's the day Golden Corral. So, big event and uh, a big supporter of veterans. And good luck tomorrow. Go in with a good attitude. Yes, sir. No, of sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it is what it is. You gotta. It, it's just the system. I don't understand it, but it made sense to somebody when they devised it that way, I, I guess. You know, and, and the other part, share with us why it's so important tomorrow that you try to get this on your list. You're already 100% disabled. Why is it important that you're doing this to get this added on to your, because you're not going to get any more money out of it. No. Uh, and you hinted on it just a, a few minutes ago when you talked about um, spouses. So, and this directly affected my wife and her family because when her father died, one of his service-connected conditions was a contributing factor in his death. And because of that, and it was on the death certificate, um, her mother, my mother-in-law, is able to get a pension from the VA because of his service and what it caused to him decades after 
Yeah. So and that's that, why it's it's important. Part of his service affected his health and was a contributing factor in his death, and that's why. That yeah. It's important for veterans to get these things in their records. Absolutely. And for all your active duty members, if something bothers you, it doesn't matter how minor it may seem, you need to get it in your records because later it becomes very important uh, later in life if you decide you want to make a claim and those kind of things. So, And I tell the, the, the people that I work with, because I work with the active duty every day as part of my job, and I learned this lesson from you and mom as a teenager when I was hanging around with not-so-savory teenage friends doing unsavory things. You would always say about who's got your best interest, who loves you more than, than you, is, is, is you, the parents. So they need to adopt that same thing. Nobody loves you like you love you. And if, and if you love you and you love your family, make sure you're getting seen. If you're not getting the type of treatment or the doctors aren't treating the uh, illness as seriously as you think they should, be the squeaky wheel. Keep making the appointments. Eventually, you'll get seen by a specialist. And that shows the, the VA that it's service connected because you've gone repeatedly to be seen for this thing. Absolutely. That's just as important as them actually diagnosing you with something. Absolutely. All right. Trifactor for San Antonio football. Yesterday. Uh, UTSA won. UTSA won. Did UIW win? Uh, word one. And who else? Texas Bobcats. Well, that's not San Antonio. That's San Marcos. Well, that's in that area. Yeah. So uh, that's a pretty good day. Uh, and you know what? They were good Except ball. Except A&M did not win. Uh, no. UT was off. Um, I think TCU won. I, I don't remember about the rest of them. I just I just thought that was kind of neat that all three of the in this San Antonio area they all won yesterday. UTSA was pretty convincing, forty-one to twenty with uh, UAB, and and uh, somebody asked me the other day, "Well, are you going to root for UAB because University of Alabama, Birmingham?" I said, "No, I got to root for the for the Roadrunners." Got to, got yeah. To then uh, my sister and niece are both uh, graduates. And yep. my wife. Yep. A lot of UTSA in the family. Yep. And then we're going to go Bobcats homecoming here in another week or two, a few weeks down the road. So. Yep. Two Saturdays. Yep. So that's kind of, that's going to be fun. Then we're going to go to homecoming. Alabama pulled one out yesterday. I was, oh, the second yeah. half of that game. <laughs> that was, but more importantly, this week, what week is it? What's this week? Uh, I just posted on Facebook yesterday. What's this week called for Alabama? Oh, this hate week. Tennessee, Tennessee hate, hate week. week. That's right. <laughs> yep. Tennessee hate week. No, no orange in the city of Tuscaloosa at all. It is yep. not allowed. And they and I, I I don't root for Tennessee, but yesterday was kind of pulling for them just a little bit because I thought maybe if they won the 
that atmosphere and uh, them boys believing they can whoop anybody. And, you know, and going into next week, I think it makes it a little bit easier for us. But that that's just my way of looking at it. Yeah, but I, that second half, I think they lost their eye on the prize. I think they got uh, a lot complacent, and I think maybe they were looking ahead towards that Tennessee game next week. I totally agree with you because you can see it, and you can see it in Coach Saban. He he come unglued there a few a couple of times there, you know, because he knows those boys better than anybody. Tennessee, if they catch you slipping, they can beat you. Yeah, and you, you got to stay focused. It's uh, it's a sixty minute game, and you you can't you just one second, and that one one play with Arnold number three grabbed <laughs> up. Okay, Jay Jefferson, that was fun. Even Saban made some comments about it today is or last night about it being funny. Now he's two hundred and forty seven pounds or something like that. <laughs> and he did, just did you notice? After the game, when the players are on the field and a lot of them are going up and congratulating each other, that uh, one player, I think his last name was Landry, I, I, I can't, or Landon. He was a. Landon uh, he was, Robinson. Uh, uh, he was a, linebacker, a from, linebacker, and he was just getting all over Milrow that day. I mean, he yeah. sacked him, what, three times, four times? Yeah. After the game, he, he and Milrow went up to each other and they hugged each other. Yep. Yeah. And that's what you like to see in sports. Uh, they played their heart outs, and uh, and when the game's over, you leave it on the field, and you go go back, and, and uh, that's it. Yeah, it's and, it's just a game. It's just a game, and and it's important. That I love the UTSA coach, uh, and I don't know too much about the Bobcats coach, but I, what I've seen, I really like him because. They're into their players. You can see that, and the players buy into it. Uh, I was watching Houston and West Virginia the other night. Less than a minute to go, West Virginia came down and scored. It looked like they're going to win the ball game. The coach at Houston, he's over talking to his kids, and you didn't see his facial like they had seven seconds to go in that ball game. You didn't see like he was. He was just over talking. It's like, guess what? The hail mary, and they end up winning the ball game with several seconds to go. Uh, and that's what makes it fun when you see coaches who really coach these young men, to, uh, and not just football, but in all sports, because uh, they're developing people to be people. You know, good people uh, rather than the good coaches are. You're you're right. Yes. They're they're about developing young adults. Yep, young men and women of character, and not just the yep. outcome of the game. Absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of the outcome of the game and and endings, with seven seconds to go, we we just crossed that thirty minute threshold. We're at thirty one and a half minutes. So you know what that means. Yeah. Yeah, Carlin said it's time for us to go. Yep. Otherwise, we just start dragging on and umming and on and looking for things to talk about. And I'll save my trivia questions for next time. I, okay. I, I got some. And... and next time, I'll talk about the concerts that I went to, Dropkick Murphy's last Saturday, Sunday night. This Sunday night, I'm going to see a band called Helmet. 
Tuesday night, I'm going to see uh, Cannibal Corpse, so we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about on my concerts, as well as uh, the trivia that you're going to talk about, and we can talk about the Tennessee-Alabama game as well. Absolutely. That's going to be a game at 2.30. Uh, yes, it will. Uh, so uh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, good luck. Wrap this thing up. Mind your manners more. And just remember, they're not against you. All right. All right. Love you. Y'all take care. Love you too, Dad. See you. Thanks. Bye, everybody.